0: this is the SAS brand strategy show we are back this week with another bountiful episode of wisdom i'm here with my friends and my colleagues as always mike dracy dustin robertson gentlemen good afternoon
1: how are you my car didn't get towed this morning so i'm better than you you're better than me
0: <laughs> you're better than me I do not recommend it. One of the most beautiful things about Minneapolis in the fall is all the leaves fall and it looks gorgeous. And a side effect of that is they need to clean up all those leaves to prevent them from clogging all the gutters and making all of our sewers back up. And so they have those
2: like giant vacuums that they roam the streets with?
0: Yeah, with the big spinning wheels and they kick all the leaves up and pull them into a big like trash compactor in the back of them. They do the north-south streets, and then they do the east-west streets, and and we got got God in crossfire.
2: I want to say it's a uniquely like Midwesty, East Coasty thing, like that whole leave cleanup that the municipalities take care of. Yes, not something that exists in the Rocky Mountain West. That's that sounds about right. Very nice. It's adorable. (laughs)
0: It's adorable. You know it's not adorable having to go pay $400 to get my car's back.
2: <laughs> that is not adorable.
0: Anyway, how are you, Mike?
2: Really good, really good. It's good. uh Let's see Rocky Mountain West weather update. The uh bomb cyclone hit the West Coast and it's uh kind of dissipated, but snowing and raining um throughout the mountains um so mm. we are we are in full fall. All the leaves are down. Nobody came to pick them up. We burn them and we're ready to roll. You got burn barrels? You got
0: burn barrels? Yeah, piles. Piles. You better be careful. It's too, so there's too many forest fires out there to be burning piles.
2: Yeah, you, got, you can wait. They lift, uh, they, they lift the um, warning and then you can burn.
0: All right. I, I trust y'all know what you're doing at this point. You've been there enough years. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we're, uh, we're diving in this week. Hopefully the dreariness in Jackson will be canceled out by uh, a spirited conversation. We're talking about strategy or more so why strategy and marketing are not the same thing. On this week's episode. So, something that happened last week that we kind of wanted to follow up on is uh, a little interaction on LinkedIn that happened between you, Dustin, and uh, Dave Gerhardt, or I guess a post of Dave Gerhardt's, if you will. We've talked about Dave on the show before. He's a chief brand officer over at Drift, who we've mentioned a bajillion times now at this point. And Dave, uh, Dave threw a post out and Dustin, your comment got a lot of traction on it. I'm going to just recap really quickly the exchange, and then we can kind of go from there and talk about why this exchange uh, took up so much steam. So, So Dave said this, Dave says, company strategy dictates the positioning, positioning dictates the messaging. They only work in that order. It's tough to have good positioning unless there's a clear company strategy and vision. Don't be so hard on the product marketing. There must be a strategy that everyone believes in. And he posted it with a little graphic that is one, strategy, two, positioning, three, messaging. Now, Dustin, your response to Dave that caught a bunch of steam from people who were viewing the post, your comment was this. Don't confuse strategy as a marketing problem. It is the CEO's job to drive this. We often hear, we need better messaging, but the root cause is a lack of strategy on how to be different. So first of all- uh,
1: Fire emoji.
0: <laughs> fire emoji, all the fire emojis. Uh, first of all, what,
1: um, what caught you about Dave's posts,
0: Dustin, in general?
1: Um, I, I agree with them. You know, it was, I yeah. thought it was nicely done. Um, it's a lion star point of view. And just to be honest, he has a massive audience. So if I can interact with that audience and expose, um, us and our podcast to that audience in a way that is tasteful and, uh, additive, then I'm going to do it. Totally. So, um, that we've talked about leading with how you're different. We've, we, our first podcast episode was all about, um, she CMO churn is the CEO's fault and it is right, right. Layered in there that, you know, people want better marketing and messaging and in fact it's a lack of alignment around a strategy and how you're different and that's usually the root cause and you know you end up not solving that so you push on the marketing team to build better messaging or do better marketing which everybody has an opinion on not a lot of people are hassling the CFO on how he's building the balance sheet but if you do marketing you have a lot of people who want to tell you how to do it which is great it's a collaborative fun thing to do as a group But if it doesn't tie back into how the company is different in the market and how that aligns to their customers, then it's a pretty pointless exercise that may at best come up with a tagline for a campaign that runs maybe longer than it should. That's not strategy. That's also not messaging. It's a campaign.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Mike, uh, you... You threw out a Peter Drucker quote, uh, from 1954 in Slack related to this topic. Uh, I'm going to read it back to you and have you, have you tell me why you threw it out in relationship to this topic. The Drucker quote was marketing is not a function. It is the whole business scene from the customer's point of view. Uh, why, why that quote?
2: it's just reorients the entire business, you know, to Dustin's point about everybody wanting to, to, to get their hands on the marketing world, because it is one of the more tangible um, and visible things that a company and a brand can do. Um, and it gets, gets really, really, the risk is it can get really, really subjective. And so how do you keep it objective? And for us, and this is how we align with Drucker, is the cornerstone of everything is the prospect's perspective. You have to understand, uh, have sympathy and empathy for the world in which the target customer is living and attempting to thrive and the quest that they're on, because they're going to be more open to hearing what you're telling and selling if you're approaching it from their perspective and, and versus if you're approaching it from the perspective of being blind, like whatever, we've got a great product, here's why it's great, you should buy it. Well, if you're not feeling the pain of the customer first and layering that into what you're doing across the entire organization, it's not just through the product or the marketing, but it's, it's through HR even and, and CS and all this other stuff, you become a much more appealing um, brand um, and appealing to consumers, to stakeholders, to employees, all this other stuff. So when you anchor in, um, um, the, the prospect's perspective, it informs the entire business and it sends, it provides alignment. Everybody's on the same quest and you actually are, you know, all this babble about why do we exist? You're actually existing for a, a higher meaning and a higher purpose because you are uh, uh, addressing real pain that your customer is, is uh, experiencing. Sure, sure. So in
0: this, so in this quote, you know, you talk about the customer's perspective and, and the whole business being seen from the customer perspective is what ends up sort of equating to marketing. In my mind, that's also kind of synonymous with brand, isn't it? I mean, isn't brand sort of like the cumulative whole of all of an individual's experiences
1: with you and then how they view you? You Yeah, I have a definition of brand that, um, is it's kind of funny because I think if you said, oh, like who owns branding, you would say marketing. Sure. And yeah, they, they own the, um, the realization of the brand in the market. But the definition of brand is the single concept you own in the customer's mind. That is not for marketing to decide. That is the strategy of the business. And I think this is, you know, really gets to the root of it and why there's just so much churn around here. Because you're like, wait. Mark, you own the brand. Our brand isn't good, or we don't, we're not known for what we do. And the reality is it's like, well, we haven't aligned on what is that single thing we want to be known for. And it's not really marketing's job to figure that out. Yeah. It's funny. And this will come up probably
2: later, um, in a, in a future episode. So stay tuned to the SaaS brand strategy show. (laughs) Um, we were talking about, um, you know, it's, it's, if you're doing positioning, uh, from a product-first perspective versus a brand-first perspective. Um, you're really limiting um, the potential of the company. And, you know, to Dustin's point about what the brand is, okay, so if that's the brand and what is what is the business problem that a brand strategy solves? And ultimately, we're talking about it's, a, it's an articulation of the business strategy. And, um, you know, marketing, when people place that into the marketing bucket, their job is to like, yeah, take that articulation and put it out to specific audiences um, uh, at specific times and and all the, the tactical executions related to that, but it's still like a much more holistic approach to the business um, than uh, people generally understand. And that kind of really limits the potential of these strategy exercises, in my opinion.
0: Sure, for sure. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Dustin, you look like you were thinking I was going to give you a sec to,
2: <laughs> to hop in. So I'm going I'll, to, I'll fill that gap. So one of the things uh, I operate off of um, is this kind of a, this, this hierarchy. A strategy is how we capture the idea for the brand intellectually. Messaging is how we communicate the strategy rationally. And then advertising is how we express the messaging creatively and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's kind of critical to maintain those separation, that delineation, and that understanding of how all three of these things kind of work together. Um, and in order, to uh, DG's point, that there is a hierarchy to this, and you have to have one thing nailed down before the other is, um, works. And if you don't, you're just basically like, you know, uh, building something without a foundation, and it's going to collapse eventually.
0: Yeah, I was actually thinking about you said hierarchy. I was thinking about a pyramid as you were saying it, Mike. Like these things need to be set on top of things that are sturdier beneath them. Otherwise they're unstable and undependable where they are. Yep. I dig it. Hey, look, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be fifty minutes. Okay. Last week we did fifty minutes, but today might just be a tidbit, <laughs> a
2: snack, oh. if you
1: will. I got much
2: more. I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to share the space.
1: Yeah. I mean, this topic is, we could go on forever. And I think we could, we We almost every, every week we will touch on strategy and alignment and then how the marketing function can then take that out to go win for Mm -hmm. the business. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think this week we can be just short, sweet, and simple that, you know, DG had a post. We'll put it in the show link. Yeah, show note links in the show note. Show notes. Yeah, you got it. Link in the show link, notes. We'll link to it in
0: the show notes. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a there is a sequence of events that has to happen, and it's you know businesses get uh, successful. You know, product market fit is one of those things that can take a business to a level of success where they have not aligned around the single concept they want to own in the customer's mind, or. Yeah that how want to lead with how they're different and the category they want to create. I mean, there's lots of ways or the strategic narrative that they want to push out, like however people want to frame this up. And some people want to, you know, get all puffy chested about what words you use to describe this at the yes. end of the day is what are you known for to your customers, that's, that's your brand and that is your strategy. And then there's lots of things to do after that, but that's where it starts. And a lot of people just need to stop and answer that question. Solidly and not, you know, leave it up to the marketing department to answer that for the business because they will do that and then nobody will buy into it because it's not supported universally and it's not aligned and not everybody was involved in defining it. And so then, um, you fire the CMO 18 months later. Right. Cause, cause you
0: may not at that point have an actual company that's paying off the thing that marketing is saying out in the world, You might not have an engineering team or a product team that's oriented around the same message because that's just going out on the website or going out in Facebook ads or whatever. But if they're not aligned to that same core strategy, they're not going to be able to pay off the message and actually then keep the people that are coming in the door based on that message because no one started in a unified place to begin with. Yep. Right on. Right on. All right. We'll link to that post in the show notes. If you want to weigh in on the conversation, do it. Just click the link in the show notes of the thing that you're listening to right now and go weigh in on LinkedIn. We'll keep the conversation rolling. Who cares when the post went up? We can keep having a conversation on LinkedIn. Uh, If you want to have a conversation with us, you can get in touch at drmg.co. That's drmg.co. If you're having a problem with this exact thing of the order of operations, of having a strategic brand Excuse me. A brand strategy, a strategic position that then turns into messaging. We can help with all that stuff. So uh, reach out and let us know, gentlemen. Anything I didn't ask? Any final things to add on a on a on a snippet, a nugget? Uh, we'll have to find like a a good word for when we keep it under thirty minutes. When it's like it's short and sweet.
2: Yeah, I got one little nugget that uh, would be interesting to people. Uh, Interbrand um, just released their report for best uh, global brands of 2021. Mm. Um, And uh, Salesforce um, is a big winner there. They jumped up. Let's see, where'd it go? So you got, uh, from a B2B perspective, Cisco's at 16, uh, IBM's at 18, uh, SAP's at 20, but where'd it go? Accenture's at 32. It disappeared. It was higher. I might be looking at an old report. Anyway, um, the interesting thing about Interbrand's Best Global Brands report is they take... Uh, into account the valuation of the company, but they take into account the value of the brand. Um, Hmm. Number one is Apple. Number two is Amazon. Number three is Microsoft. Number four is Google, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But it just kind of speaks to the value of the work that takes place on a brand level and the maintenance of a brand as a business asset um, and what that looks like in hardcore dollars. And it has been audited and all the, um, uh, frameworks they use to get the valuation out of this has been uh, determined to be genuine and valuable. So if you just Google interbrand and best global brands, you will see um, the results and the methodology. And I believe, although it's not popping up for me now, I think I'm looking at an old report, but uh, um, uh, Salesforce was one of the biggest jumps in um, the top 100. So that's of note.
0: Interesting. A true
1: software brand
2: jumping up
0: there. It's
1: interesting that um SAP and Oracle and brands like that are still on the list. Yeah. It must be overly weighted on valuation because I would say those are the opposite of owning a single concept in the consumer's mind. Salesforce is 38. Or value used to be
2: according to inner brand grew 37%.
1: Yeah. I mean Oracle used to be databases and you know and IBM used to be compute power. Yeah. And I don't think either one of those is uh, anchored in that anymore. And so. Yeah.
2: So IBM at 18 dropped 5%, Intel dropped 3%, and they say SAP went up 7%. Anyway, it's uh, something I always follow and it's an example I use when people are like brand isn't worth anything, but actually brand is a business asset um, and this report actually is kind of the gold standard for measuring what that actual cost is. That's cool. We should uh, maybe maybe next
0: week we'll take a little deeper dive into the list because another thing I'd also like to like kind of look at is the why behind some of those jumps or those dumps you know like if if somebody climbed it didn't like you know what is it that some of those brands are doing that are continuing to either gain you know? Mindshare, uh totally lose it cool good stuff all right folks one last time drmg.co thanks for subscribing while you're here uh we appreciate you if you have any questions you can also submit those through drmg.co we love hearing from y'all and uh we'll uh, we'll be happy to answer questions on the show anytime so reach out hit us up and as always we'll see you next week